Before we start, Strange Circle is a narrative podcast, best listened to in sequential order. So if this is your first time, why not go back to episode one? Enjoy the show. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is, as always, a joyous sight to see so many people here on the eve of Christmas. That perfect day. The day we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. And I feel born again. Ladies and gentlemen, I had my own revelation two nights ago. A revelation that left me shaking with the absolute knowledge that God is there watching over us. I know what you must be thinking. How can a priest doubt? the existence of God. To my shame, it is all too easy. It is too easy to hear about the horrors in the world and ask, why did God allow that? It is too easy to look at the bad fortune that happens in our own lives and ask, why did God let that happen to me? We are taught instead not to question. We are taught that there is a divine plan, an unknowable, ineffable reason for everything that happens, even the bad things. And yes, I ask myself these questions. Every priest is but a human, faced with the same trials and tribulations as all other humans. But then, there is the question of the devil, of Satan, Lucifer, the fallen angel who brought the light of knowledge into the Garden of Eden against God's will. If we are to believe that everything is God's will? Is not Satan also doing God's work? Better men than I have wrestled with that question. But two nights ago, I was given an answer. I was given proof that the Almighty is there. It was here right here in front of this very altar. I was kneeling in prayer when I heard a woman's voice behind me. She said, Priest? I turned and stood. She was an older lady and looked a bit disheveled. Her hair was a mess and her clothes untidy. 
she stood on those steps right there and said, Priest, I have come for my prize. I did not know what she meant. All I knew was the torrential chill that coursed through me at the sound of her voice. For I knew in my heart that it was not her voice. The voice belonging to the woman in front of me had been silenced, subsumed by the voice that I could hear. No, that was the voice of something else, something in control of her. It was the voice of a demon. Mind the time before. Or did you not hear the long and the short of it? Re-listen, and it might lead you to the book you seek. She gave us the wisdom of the universe. Enlightened was she. Now, I hear your question. How did I know that this was a demon's voice issuing from the poor woman's mouth? There is an ancient understanding which we talk little of nowadays. It is the idea that God can impart wisdom to an individual directly. This gnosis, as it is called, is like a brilliant light which illuminates the truth. Indeed, once given, it seems absurd that you could have ever been misled in the first place. Such wisdom was given to me two nights ago in this very place. I could see the woman and I could hear the words coming out of her mouth. And it was obvious to me that those two ideas did not mesh. That I was looking at two beings. One with a soul and one without. For years, we priests read about evil, about Satan. But never do we truly understand his reality. Our ministries are filled with real-life problems, and it is right that we serve our flocks in this regard. But tonight I serve you all in a different way. I give you proof that evil is incarnate. And so therefore did God send down his only son to be incarnate on this earth, to atone for our sins, and deny the devil his dues. I have come for my prize, that demon said to me. I regret to admit I was filled with pride. I stood there unmoving, steadfast, 
safe in the knowledge of God. What prize, I asked, though I should never have engaged with it. It walked up the steps towards me and bared its teeth. This, it said, and then pressed its face towards mine. The thing was kissing me, and after a shocked second, I pushed it away. It flew back with much more force than I had given. The woman's body skidded backwards down the steps, and then it laughed, a bone-chilling cackle of a laugh. I have what I want, it said, and it slowly walked away down the nave to the doors. I don't know what exactly it took from me, but in meeting it, I gained something. Something which I pass to you now, on this blessed day. God is good. He is here. He loves us, even if we doubt him. But there is no reason to doubt. One, three, ninety-four. Six, eight, six. Eighteen, ten, five. Two, nine, six. Six, one, twenty-five. You're listening to the Hour of the Dead with me, Derek Dunning. Now, we have had a lot of emails about the show yesterday. Uh, I firstly have to apologize that we were cut off so abruptly. I'm sure you heard that we were having technical difficulties, but of course, there was that other thing. The thing that everyone wants to talk about. Now, I have Barry the Sound Guy here with me. I know you know who he is. Uh, one of his jobs is to screen the calls that we get and put them through to me here in the studio. Barry, can you tell me what happened from your end with that call? Yes, well, I had a woman named Susan call in. She said she had a spooky story about her cat. When I tried to put her through to you, her line went dead. Then there were those tones, like dial tones. Yes, now, someone tweeted about that on our new feed. Uh, if I read this, um, clear signs of phone tapping, possible interference from higher powers. Now, that is a very enigmatic statement. I'm not sure what he or she means by higher powers. Um, I'm assuming that GCHQ is not really interested in our little show. <laughs> Hardly. And then the signal was taken over by that voice that we heard. 
Ah yes, the voice. Now, it's not a particularly pleasant voice to listen to. In case you missed it, we'll play you a clip now. Do you know the crooked way? The crooked way that passes by the graveyards. We are cheated out of them. Right, we'll stop it there um, before she starts screaming. Um, Barry, uh, a final question. Have you had anything like this happen to you before? And what is your opinion of what we heard? Well, no, I have not had that happen before. And all I will say is that there was no phone call being sent into your booth when that voice was speaking. No signal at all. Well, thanks, Barry. That is interesting stuff. Now, as for what the voice said, we've had one of our researchers, Deborah, looking into it. And she's here now to tell us what she's found. Um, what did you find, Deborah? Well, I mainly focused on the phrase, the crooked way. Most of the Google hits were about a 1949 film of that name. And there's also a song by a pagan goth band called Incubus Succubus. There's a painting by Francis Helps called The Crooked Way, and that depicts a Victorian urchin in the act of picking a pocket. Crooked here, of course, referring to an illegal activity. I also searched for the term Crooked Road, Mostly this brought me to Virginia's Heritage Music Trail, which they call the Crooked Road. It looks pretty cool, actually. There's a festival every year. I'm not sure that we were hijacked by the Virginian Tourist Board, though. Uh, there's also another radio show. It's called the Crooked Road, and it plays on various local stations. It's devoted to folk music. Oh, I love a bit of Capacaley. Yes, it is another music reference, and there are a few others. I think it might be a saying from Ireland, maybe. Anything else of interest, Deborah? It's been used in a few book titles. There is one where the crooked road is used as a metaphor for the journey to heaven after you died. Oh, now that's interesting. And one other reference is a quote by William Blake. Improvement makes straight roads, but the crooked roads without improvement are the roads of genius. It refers to the idea that to be truly creative, you have to allow yourself time to wander off the beat track. Right, many thanks, Deborah. That is some brilliant research. Um, now, we want to hear what you think about that voice and what do you think is meant by the term The Crooked Way? So I'll be taking your calls after this message from our sponsor. You're listening to Spirited Discussions, My Life with Ginger, read by the author Hilly Sanderson. I see them like shadows. They flit in and out of my vision as if I'm capturing still images of them with my mind. They never look as clear as Ginger does. She seems to call a particular spirit near to me. Then, I have to concentrate very hard 
in order to understand what the spirit might be saying. When I was 22, I was working as a telephone operator and the girl who sat next to me was named Julie. Her mother was hit by a car and was killed instantly. I was there when the police came to tell Julie. Her father was already dead and she was inconsolable. She was the same age as me and living at home with her mum and was suddenly orphaned. She was off work for quite a while and a few weeks later I went to see her. I was conscious of Ginger hovering over my shoulder. It was an annoying habit that she'd started to do a few years earlier. I would be in a certain place and suddenly get the feeling that she was there behind me. She sometimes whispered things in my ear. It had the added benefit of not making me look too mad when I was talking with a person that no one else could see. I was still in a bit of a state and I offered to help clear up the house a bit. It was when I was putting away some of the dishes I'd washed up that I heard Jin's whisper. Turn around, she said. I did and saw the distorted image of a woman. She wore an apron over her dress and her hair was pinned up. Occasionally the image flickered into a new position and it seemed as though she was trying to tell me something. Ginger whispered again, will yourself to see her. I concentrated on the image of the woman, noticing each feature as they became apparent. The small cleft in her chin, the cuffed sleeves of her dress. The image began to become clearer and its movement smoother. I was looking at a fully formed woman, who I took to be Julie's mum as she said, those don't live there, they go in the cupboard under the sink. I was a bit overwhelmed in the end and never told Julie I'd seen her dead mum. But I soon learned how to control it a little better and with Ginger's help could act as a medium for these trapped souls. is Al Ashworth, creator of the Strange Circle podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and invite you to visit the Strange Circle website for more facts, stories and clues. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would be very grateful if you could rate and review, especially on iTunes. If you're feeling generous, please sponsor me on Patreon. This podcast is a labour of love and any help you can give is gratefully received. You can find all the information at pod.strangecircle.org. Thanks for listening.